What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam, and I am running a solo podcast this week. Um, unfortunately, Jack has some personal things going on, so he is not able to make the podcast this week. So you guys are going to get a whole lot of me. I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as possible. Um, I have Jack's notes from last week. I have Jack's notes from this week. I have all of my notes from last and this week as well. Um, and I'm going to basically try and give you all the information without having my throat just completely run dry and not be able to talk anymore. That's going to be the goal. Um, usually, I would, uh, this is the point where I would ask Jack about what he thought about the week. But again, he's not here. Um, so, Nick Taylor, who'd have thought? Um, again, pulling one out. Um, he was second here, second or third here last year. Um, he did a great job of kind of really performing well under pressure in the tournament. He shot 60. Um, unfortunately, I think the, the his great play is potentially overshadowed by um alcoholism, maybe of all things. Um, is, is probably just the best way to describe it. That Saturday and waste management was an absolute shit show. Uh, I feel bad for anybody that worked it. I feel bad for people that used to, you know, go to the event. I went to the event in 2019. It was super cool at the time. And like, yeah, there's a little bit of drinking culture there, but I can tell based on the, on the changes that have happened there in the last, even just five years, um, that it's not the same event it is. And that's unfortunate. You know, you saw guys like Jordan Spieth and Zach Johnson having to, basically call out drunk people on their ignorance on a golf course, um, which is never something that PGA tour players should have to do. Um, and it's, in, it's incredibly disheartening because I, I understand the aspect of wanting to bring the fun into golf, but it is, it is arguably gone too far now. Um, again, it's, it, it stinks because this is one of my more favorite events on tour, but it's just not a fun way to really go about it. Um, as far as, as dealing with this kind of bullshit, respectfully, excuse my language. Um, ho- hopefully in the future when they bring this back, I mean, I, it would suck, but I, I I don't hate it if they decide to make the waste management like a dry event. Like they don't allow alcohol in there. I could see that being something that they do. Um, maybe they get rid of the whole stadium atmosphere at 16. Although again, admittedly, I think that's something that brings a lot of revenue and, and, and media attention to them. So I don't know if they'd get rid of that. I think they might halt beer sales instead. Um, I think, I think that is that in my personal opinion is probably the, the number one route that they would do. Um, as far as names up top again, Nick Taylor winner, second place, Mr. Waste management himself, who I, I didn't even think to talk about last week. Uh, Charlie Hoffman. Guy literally is basically sponsored by waste management. He always plays decently here. It makes sense logistically, but um, you know, you know, you never really consider it that way. So good for Charlie Hoffman, really kind of pulling one out. Now, now because of his finish in second place, he's now playing this week at the Genesis, which is great for him. Uh, Charlie Hoffman got some of the fortune on being a part of the group that didn't have some of the weather complications. The last two weeks on tour, we've had really weird, weird weather between eight, uh, geez, Pebble Beach being 54 holes being cut off on Saturday because of the rain and then waste management basically being delayed for most of the day on Thursday, therefore, you know, messing up rounds for everybody in the afternoon shift and the morning shift. 
it's it's really kind of a cluster over these last two weeks, and I'm going to probably take that into account going forward. Um, other highlights, you had Scotty Scheffler, T3. You had uh, Jordan Spieth, who also finished up there. Outside of Hoffman and, and Nick Taylor, it was a lot of big names that kind of finished up the rest of the leaderboard. Uh, so we love to see that. Um, I didn't really have too many people on my end that were surprising missed cuts. Um, I think I'd maybe say Ricky Fowler, but R- Ricky Fowler hasn't been the same golfer the last six weeks, maybe eight weeks, depending on who you ask. Probably back to the hero. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet because I don't. I, know, I think he finished 19th or 20th the hero as well. Or maybe 17th. He might have beaten Tiger. But he, again, he was way back there. It wasn't pretty. Um, so since then, he just hasn't really played well. He's missed his fair share of cuts. When he makes a cut, he's finishing, you know, T60. It's not very pretty. Um, so he, in my eyes, would be the biggest miss. Uh, Minwoo Lee looked bad for a while. So did Tom Kim. Um, but he got lucky. I think he made the cut on the number. Um, but those are some of the highlights of guys that played bad. As far as DraftKings lineups go, um, Jack did win money. He had JT, Minwoo Lee, Eric Cole, Adam Scott, Thomas Dietrich, and Jake Knapp. Uh, Jake Knapp turned out to be an absolute godsend for him. He played he played really well for him. Um, so that was clutch. On my DraftKings, um, I ended up making money, but it wasn't pretty. I only went four for six on making the cut. I had Nick Taylor, who happened to win, which was huge for me. Um, I had Scotty, who was T3, Justin Thomas, who was T12, Eric Cole, who was T49, and then again, Ben Coles and Luke Donald, who missed a cut. Luke Luke Donald missed a cut on the number, unfortunately, um, but he didn't play bad. Uh, for FanDuel, Jack had a pretty similar lineup, so again, it worked out pretty well for him. He had Jake Knapp, he had, he had Scotty Scheffler, he had JT, he had Adam Scott. Um, all guys that I know finished in the top 20 alone just based on that. And then he also had Brian Harmon and Nick Hardy. Um, I know Harmon missed the cut. And I don't know about Hardy, uh, but I know he did make money on that lineup. Um, for my fan duel, it was a little uglier. Again, Scotty T3, Justin Thomas T12, Hideki Matsuyama T22, Eric Cole T29, or T49, and then Austin Eckerd who missed the cut, and Luke Donald, who also missed the cut. Um, so overall, again, uh, three for four on lineups making money. The only one that didn't make money was my FanDuel lineup. And that's just because, again, I had two guys that ended up missing the cut. Um, hate to see it, but unfortunately it happens. Um, I'm going to get into Jack's bets here. Um, so again, he had uh, seven bets. Um, first one is Justin Thomas, top 20 at minus 138. That was a winner. He had JT Poston, top 40 at minus 175. That was a loss. He had Minwoo Lee, top 40, at minus 175. That was a loss. He had Eric Cole, top 40, at minus 140. That was a loss. He had Kurt Kitayama, top 40. That was a winner. He had Thomas Dietrich, top 46, at minus 120. That was a winner. He had Sung Jae top 40, at minus 200. That was a loss. That Sung Jae was tough. Um, he did not perform how people expected. Overall, Jack lost. Uh, 1.35 units on the week. So now for the year, he is only up 31.47 units. Um, I apologize. I don't have Jack's Twitter stats up. That's usually something he calculates, you know, about half an hour to an hour before the pod. And again, he's got things going on. Um, so I don't have that, but I'm sure if you look at social media throughout the week, those will get updated. As far as my bets go, um, I went three for five. 
Um, I had Hideki Matsuyama top 40 at minus 140. That was a win. I had Justin Thomas top 20 at minus 138. That was a win. That was a squad ride. We don't win a lot of those, but it's nice to see that uh, we could still both win Justin Thomas top 20 there. Uh, I had Sung JM top 30 minus 125. That was a loss. Eric Cole top 30 plus 110 loss. And then Alex Noren top suite at plus 110. That was a win on, I think, set by Saturday morning because both Vincent Norman and Alex Bjork ended up missing the cut. Um, overall, I'm up 0.53 units, so I'm now 2.15 units up on the year. Um, so it's nice to see a little bit of green come up for me, even though it's just a small amount. Um, as far as winners go, not not our best week. Um, Jack did pick, take Justin Thomas. Um, we finished T12, but he also took JT Poston, who missed the cut. Um, I took Ricky Fowler, who also missed the cut. Um, and then I took Brian Harmon, who finished T60 and didn't really do all that much. Um, for Jack's wildcard picks, he had Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler top 10 parlay at plus 311. He almost had it. Uh, again, Scott, Scotty finished T3, so he had it. And then Justin Thomas finished T12. Uh, one shot better, and Jack hits a plus 310 parlay, which he definitely would have been uh, trash-talking that one here on the podcast if that was going to work out for him. For mine, um, I took Sam Ryder, top 30, at plus 275. There was one point, I think, where he was like 17th. Um, he missed the cut. I, I I think he got caught up in the bad wave of the weather. Um, I'm not Again, I'm not going to look too deeply into that. All right, take a deep breath here. Whew. Um, that was the waste management overall. Again, I, I love the event as a whole. I'm, I think now with the tomfoolery that is going on, there is going to have to be changes that happen with that event. And I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, this week, we are going to the Genesis Invitational. We are going to that or well back to California. I guess we've been in California for a lot of weeks, but we're going to California. Um, this course is a par 71 totaling 7,300 yards. Um, that number is not always an accurate representation of what it actually is. Um, a lot of the the websites and things I dig into say that it plays closer to, you know, 7,450, maybe even 7,500, depending on how they want to play it. Last year's winner was John Rahm. Uh, this is the tournament where last year where Tiger Woods famously handed Justin Thomas a tampon on the course. Uh, which I think is one of the more just comical moments in the golf scene last year, um, not specifically related to golf. It's it's something that's super funny and just stands out in my head because it's it's just guys being guys. This is considered an elevated event, so there's only 70 golfers in the field this week. There is still a 36-hole cut. It's top 50 in ties, and then anybody that's within 10 shots of the leader at the 36-hole mark. Um, so it, it could be top 15 ties if it, if it gets crazy. Otherwise we could see like 67 guys make the cut here theoretically. And only if three guys go home, which is crazy to me, but it could happen. Um, a couple highlights on this course, uh, Riviera is going to make people basically bring out your entire bag. 46% of all approach shots here will be from at least 175 yards. Long irons are going to be huge this week. Green, green and regulation percentage is also some of the lowest here on all of regular PGA Tour events. Um, some highlights with Nick Taylor winning. That now makes six winners in a row for golfers with 100 to 1 odds or better. Um, there are a couple of specific golfers in the field this week uh, with those type of odds, one of which, which everybody knows, who potentially has 110 to 1 odds. 
So if you're looking at somebody named uh, 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 Tiger Woods, yeah, I know. I never heard of him either. Uh, but he's 110 to 1. So it's a cool story. If you if you if you want to continue that hundred to one trend, uh, Tiger Woods would fit that mold. Uh, an important again note to look into if you're big into kind of the statistics like me, um, the weather has basically altered the entire last two events. So if you're looking at all into you know previous history coming into these events, don't look don't look at Pebble Beach. Don't look at waste management. I think the weather really kind of messed up a lot of that. Um, so continue to look beyond that few weeks past, um, and anybody that struggled, make sure, make sure that you don't be too afraid to go back to them. Uh, all right. So I'm going to dig into the DraftKings lineups. Um, all right. Oh, hold on guys. See, now that I'm, now that I'm solo, I don't have Jack here to give me all the, give me all this leeway that I can get to. All right. We're going to loop the top two guys, um, in the 11 K range with the other two guys in the 10 K range. Up top, we have Scotty Scheffler, 11,500, all the way down to Victor Hovland at 10,000, again, with Rory McIlroy and Xander Shoffley in the middle. Um, again, I'll start up top, Scotty Scheffler, uh, ball striker's paradise. I, I totally think that he is probably 1A to get to at this price. Um, it's unfortunate that he is as highly priced as he is, considering he's $1,400 more than Xander and $1,500 more than uh hovland um i hate seeing that um but again if you wanted to get to him i don't entirely blame you um a couple things on rory he's actually lost strokes putting in each of his last three starts here at the genesis um he also had a 66 he finished t66 at the at&t pro-am now again that was weather related so i'm not taking that fully into account but Rory has been a bit of an interesting case here to kind of start the season he started out extremely hot kind of cooled off it, it's it's not much but when you're trying to you know cut hairs between these guys to figure out who you want to go to it just gives a small chink in the armor for me as far as Rory goes this week um, I'm gonna go to Victor Hovland next he's got three straight tournaments where he's lost strokes on approach it's the first time he's done that in his career um, he also commented that he had a slight wrist injury um, and he actually had it wrapped at one point at Pebble Beach, uh, which potentially could have drawn been one of the reasons he withdrew at Waste Management. Um, again, I think he's another fine option here. But if we're splitting hairs in these top four guys, he's probably somebody I'm most cautious about. Um, he's played decent here in the past, but he, even then he hasn't played better than like Rory Scotty or Xander by any means. Um, Xander's consistency. Um, I don't hate going to him. He's probably my second favorite in terms of this option. He's he's gonna be good. He's probably gonna get you top twenty, and he's probably gonna he's probably gonna make you good amounts of money. It's it's whether he can kind of push that, you know, ceiling, which he, I feel like oh he always finds where he just doesn't seem to win events, but he always seems to finish top twenty. It works, but again, Scotty has more winning upside in my opinion. Um, if you want me to rank him, give me Scotty one, Xander two. Rory three, Hovland four in that order. All right, we're going to get into the 9K range next, uh, starting with Max Homa at 9,800 down to Jordan Spieth at 9,000. Now, there's only six guys in this range. I personally love three, three and a half of them. Um, I'm going to start you with Max Homa. He's extremely good with his irons. He's 23rd on tour from strokes gained 175 yards plus on approach. He's also always played well in this tournament. 
I kind of like Homo over the likes of Rory and Victor personally. I, I and, and that's not based on overall. That's just saying this week. I think he fits this course significantly better than those two do. And when you combine that with, you know, his ability to play well in this course in the past, I think it's great. If you sit there and you're like, well, he's Liam. He stunk the last two weeks. I'm going to go tell you to look at the weather again. This guy was on the shitty side of both the AT&T weather and the waste management weather. I think he can get through it. Before then, he was finishing top 10 like days of the week. He was doing it every time. So I'm happy going back to to, to Homa. Uh, Colin Morikawa is 9,500. For him, again, it's all about the irons and getting out of these tough spots. Guy hits greens, uh, and there's nobody better on tour to do that. Technically, he's ranked third on tour in terms of percentages because some guys have only played like one or two events, and they therefore have a better percentage. But he's he's even if you want to give me grief grief on this, Colin Martau is a top five iron player on tour. That's all I'm going to say to it. And and, and in a course that relies so heavily on approach and hitting greens putting is susceptible on this um, because it's poa greens it really kind of is a law of average as far as putters go good putters tend to go back to the median bad putters kind of tend to do better than normal it really averages everybody out so you don't have to be the best putter that fits pretty well for collins game personally um so i like him at 9500 i'm going to mention ludwig ludwig averg at 9200 um rookies tend to be a bit of a scary play at an event like genesis but Auberg is kind of the exception to the rule. Again, we, he's he's had so many top tens. He's played so well. He's arguably like not a rookie just based on how he's played. Um, his long iron proximity isn't spectacular as far as proximity to the hole. Um, but he but based on how he's done it on all of his 175 plus yard approach shots, um, which is 20 of them, he's minus three on those holes. So of the 20 approach shots, he's finished out those holes at a minus three clip which is just fine. So I'm very happy to go to that if you want to at 9,200 with Auberg. Again, the guy has also just been on absolute fire. So I think at 9,200, it's a very respectable number. If you start with Scotty, you can definitely get to Ludwig with number two um, as far as as far as far the second pick goes. Um, I'll mention Cantlay. He's kind of been hit or miss to start off. He's somebody I'm a little more 50-50 on personally, um, but I get it why you'd want to go to him. Again, it's Patrick Cantlay. He's pretty good as far as course history goes on this um, here, I'm going to pull it up in a second. He's got a third, a T33, a T15, T17, T15. So again, he's almost always been top 30. Um, that's pretty similar to Colin Morikawa. Uh, Colin is T6, T2, T43, T26. So they're both quite good in that, in that respect. Again, the only challenge was that Cantley had a few weeks there where guy just didn't really hit a good shot. Leaves me a little weary. Um, about his ability to finish. And I think that the rest of this range has some really good finishers in there. Ooh, all right. Um, J- JT is going to be popular. Um, he's been playing quite well, and I totally don't blame it if you want to go back to him. Um, but again, I think there's so many other heavy hitters here in this 9K range. I think you could realistically take any number of those five or as many of them as possible, and I'd be stoked. Into the 8K range we go. Um, starting with Tony Finau at 8,900, all the way down to... Sung JM at 8,000. Uh, my favorite entire play in this entire range is going to be Adam Scott. Um, it's really weird. His his metrics rate out so well on this course. It's insane. He's the best ball striker in the field right now. 
Um, he's gained nine strokes total to the field in five of his last six starts. He's also first on tour in proximity from 175 plus yards on approach. He also thrives on this style of course. Um, his putter also potentially might have found him. He finished T8 at Waste Management this week. Um, on a course he's only ever played once. And again, if he's playing a course just we usually play, it means he's probably in good form. So th- he's, he's finished, um, he's had seven career top 10 finishes here in 15 appearances at Riviera. So basically every other time he plays, he's going to finish top 10. Um, I feel quite happy about him this week. I don't hate it if you want to go to him for a one and done. It's a little terrifying with it being an elevated event. But I think if you want to avoid going to all the big guns early, Adam Scott is probably a lot of people's like secondary choice in terms of tiers that they don't mind getting to. So he's somebody I'm very high on. Um, I'm also going to mention Sam Burns and Thagala. Bur- Burns is extremely streaky, all right? It's terrifying to ride this guy because the moment you want to hop on board, the dude le- totally forgets how to hit a golf shot. Um, but since the hero where he was 16th out of 20 guys, he finished top half in the century, and then T6 American Express, 10th at Pebble Beach, T3 at Waste Management. That was a T6 at American Express where he had the lead basically going up to 17 and then hit like three water balls and two holes. Um, so he had a chance to win that too. So he's basically had two chances to win in his last three events. He's playing extremely well. He's a ball-striking fiend, so he could p- theoretically be good here. I don't like relying on Sam Burns when it comes to 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 these types of events because he does better when nobody ex- nobody expects anything from him. Um, I'll mention Thagala because again he played well last week. He's the kind of guy that could also do well in this event. Kind of a streaky ball striking kind of guy. Putter can be a little haphazard, but it would fit well in this type of course. Eighty six hundred, I think, is a viable option to get to. Um, Jason Day is a little scary. Uh, so is Tom Kim. These guys are both just not real. So is Sungjae, for that matter. None of these guys have really been all that consistent. Um, I would prefer to avoid these three just based on the fact that their recent form is just not there. And that's not just including the last two weeks. That's kind of been the whole start of the year. These guys have been haphazardly finishing, you know, top tens and then missed cuts. So I would avoid this bottom 8K range outside of probably Adam Scott. Into the 7K range we go. I'm going to start off. With Will Zalatoris, 7,900, all the way down to who's at 7K? Let's see. Harris English and Bo Hostler. This is kind of a deep field. Um, I think there's a ton of landmines in this range. I'm going to start off with Will Zalatoris, guys. Um, it's not it's not pretty. Uh, but at this event, he's finished fourth, tied 26th, and tied 15th in three career starts. He had two really bad starts to start the year at the Hero in the, in the Century. After that, Will kind of turned it around with the T34 at the Amex and a T13 at the Farmers. He gained strokes in every major category on both of those events, which is crazy to me because that, yes, includes his putter. I know that the, the, the hype for us for a while is that Will's outdoors couldn't putt. He figured it out. He can putt now. Um, at Riviera, he was also fourth last year. Um, Poa on a greens tend to kind of level the playing field, like I said earlier. So a guy that quote unquote can't putt, who's kind of finding his putter, it, it just seems like the kind of event that Will is either going to rise to the occasion, or I'm going to avoid him for the next few months, and that's something that that I have to take the chance on. All right, um, outside him, I'm going to mention Nikolai Hoyard. 
it's it's not really talked about. The dude is 22 years old. He spends most of his time on the world tour, but the guy has casually just made a ton of cuts. He finished 31st at the Amex, but outside of that, he was second at the Farmers, first on the DP World Tour Championship, second at the Ned Big Golf Challenge on the World Tour, T31 at Zozo, and then he had a streak of like T56 and T64. But then again, he was also, you know, T5, T3, or in third place. So the guy's had four top fives in his last eight, nine starts. He's playing great. And again, his form is really kind of playing into it right now. I think Hoygaard's is definitely a good option to get there. Um, this is a tough one for Eric Cole because, again, the ball striking and approach play should be good. But the distance could be a bit of a challenge for him. Um, I don't hate going to him. He's probably not my first choice in this range. Um, I'm going to mention Siwoo. This is just not a good spot for him. He's finished 73rd or worse in each of his last three starts here at Riviera. Um, he did gain strokes putting at waste management, but he's basically just been too bad of a golfer here specifically to really kind of throw out his viable option for me here. Again, I know he's got one to two two weeks here in a row where he's played decent golf. It's 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 not my cup of tea. I'm not going to it. Uh, I'm going to mention Benny on. Um, he's 16th in proximity from 175 yards plus on approach. Uh, with only 20 guys potentially being cut, I feel pretty good about him you know, being able to produce in this kind of an event. He's also played fairly well, all things considered. Again, he finished T66 with a 75 on Saturday. Again, weather affected. Um, before then, he was 31st, 2nd, and 4th. So he's played plenty well beyond that. Um, and I don't hate going back to him. This bottom 7K range, guys, it sucks. I'm I'm gonna tell you it as somebody that did, that's done the research on all these guys because I was trying to find somebody in this range. Matsuyama, he hasn't played well here since like pre-COVID. I'm not going to it. Ricky Fowler, again, guy can't hit a golf shot right now. I'm not going to it. Corey Connors should fit this because he has all of the metrics in terms of ball striking do well in this course. Guy, guys made one cut in his last six starts here. Guy just doesn't do it. Brian Harmon's the one that you could potentially get to. Um, he did miss the cut last year. He is a lefty, so it kind of th this kind of course fits his style. Um, it's a viable option if you wanted to do it, but again, I don't I don't blame you if you know the scare of Brian Harmon gets you, especially with a miscut last week too. Cam Davis doesn't really have it. Nick Taylor, he won last week. It's not the worst option. Do you really want to rely on it? And then you've got Streaky Substraka, who I think is probably one of the better options down here. Um, he's a good ball striker, but you don't know what step you're going to get. This this is the kind of guy who might finish T68 this week. He might finish top five. Um, into the 6K range we go. This is, this is guys, a, a bad range, admittedly. Um, I am not a fan of a ton of guys in this range. Um, you have Hoagie at 6,700. He's decent as far as approach goes. It's not really his cup of tea. Um, I'm going to mention Eldrick Tiger Woods because Jack would be pissed at me if I didn't. He's there at 6,500. Guy doesn't really play that well in Riviera. I say that he finished second place here once, like 14 years ago. But in the last, like, six starts, he has not played well here at Riviera. This is one of the few main rotational courses that, that Tiger played most years on his schedule where he never claimed a trophy. I Again, I get it because he's Tiger if you want to play him. I, I personally think that that you should just root for him on the side or throw like a top 30 bet on him for a dollar and just like see if you can double your money. 
I, I, I don't think it's worth kind of going crazy on the, uh, on the uh, Tiger Woods bandwagon here. All right, let me get back to this. Uh, Matt Kuchar is an interesting prospect this week. So Kuchar is a bit of a wild card. Um, he's a shorter hitter in terms of the golf ball. So you think that with the distance, he would struggle here, but he's got really good irons and they're extremely strong, which give him a chance to basically crack top 20. Um, and in his last four starts, he's basically had two top tens and two miscuts. Like that's all it is. He's really kind of the, the flyer. He, he, it gives off like Sahith Tagala, Sam Burns vibes, but at a way cheaper rate. So I don't blame you if you want to go to him, especially at a, at a pretty good price, all things considered, a 6400 I mean, it's him or the rookie Nick Dunlap, for that matter. So I don't I don't blame you if you go that route. Uh, my guy I'm going to mention, Sam Ryder is 6000 It seems criminally low. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know if this event is, like, made for him in that sense. He's played well here in the past. Um. But I think waste, waste management is kind of digging into him a little bit. He missed the cut on the number on the wrong side of the weather. Um, he was T31 at AT&T. He missed the cut at Farmers, was T62 at the MX. Um, so he's played decent. The other thing I'm going to mention is he's actually 17th in terms of proximity from 175 plus on approach. Um, again, there's only 20 guys that get cut here. I feel pretty good about it. He's the minimum price. You're telling me Sam Ryder is the same rank-wise as Chase Johnson. Um, Chase Johnson got into this basically via, like, amateur tour status kind of deal. It's not actually how he got in, but it's how I feel. So Sam Ryder's just play, playing the same style. He hasn't played that bad. I think he's viable. I think I think he's the best option below 6,500. I'll just say it like it is. All right. That was a lot of names, guys. I just rattled off a ton of information. Um, I hope you enjoy that. I'm going to get into our lineups here now in a little bit. I'm just trying to catch, catch my breath more than anything else. So I'm going to start off with Jack's lineups. Um, I'm going to do his, fan, his DraftKings and his FanDuel and run through it real quick. So Jack's DraftKings lineup, he's starting with Scotty Scheffler at 11500 For second, he's going to go with Patrick Cantlay at 9300 Third, give him Ludwig Aberg at 9,200. Fourth, give him Kurt Kitayama at 6,900. Fifth, give him Tiger Eldrick Woods at 6,500. All right, so he went Tiger. And sixth, he went Nick Hardy at 6,100. I didn't mention him. He's probably the bet one of the better other options outside of a uh, you know outside of Ryder on guys below 6,500. But again, I personally just like Ryder more. For Jack's Fanduel lineup, he's got Scotty Scheffler at 12,400. Ludwig Auberg at 10,800, Justin Thomas at 10,600, Nikolai Hoyard at 9,500, Kirk Kitayama at 9,500, and Taylor Moore at 7,800. So he went extremely heavy on DraftKings. He went slightly more balanced on the FanDuel side. Um, I can't bust his balls too much on going heavily on DraftKings because um, I kind of went the same boat, just on a slightly different style. Uh, for my lineup, I'm starting with Max Homa at 9,800. Second, give me Colin Morikawa at 9,500. Third, give me Ludwig Auberg at 9,200. Fourth, give me Will Zalatoris at 7,900. Fifth, give me Benny Ahn at 7,600. And sixth, give me Sam Ryder at the Stone Men, 6,000. I'm quite excited about that lineup. I know I don't have any of the big four, but having three guys in the 9K range, I think is, 
is huge for the program this week. Jack ended up doing the same thing on his, where he ended up with Auburn, Cantley, and Scotty. Uh, you know, Scotty's over 9K, but again, three guys 9K or above, I guess I should say. Uh, but again, he ended up with three guys in the 6K range, which I think makes things a little harder personally. Um, as far as my FanDuel lineup goes, I'm starting with Max Homa at 11,500. Give me Morikawa at 11,100. Third, give me Ludwig Auberg at 10,800. Fourth, give me Adam Scott at 9,700. Fifth, give me Benny on at 9,200. And sixth, give me Sam Ryder at 7,700. So again, pretty similar lineups as far as I go. Um, the only difference being in one, I have Will Zalatoris. In the other, I have Adam Scott. Um, and I feel pretty good about both of those personally. All right, as far as bets go, um, Jack's got, let's see here, two, four, six, and he's got nine. Um, so I'm going to rattle him off as quick as I can. He's got Justin Thomas, top 20, minus 134. He's got Patrick Cantlay, top 20, minus 150. He's got Wyndham Clark, top 30, minus 150. He's got Kurt Kitayama, top 40, at minus 200. He's got Tiger Woods, top 40, at plus 110. He's got Ludwig Auberg, top 20, at minus 120. He's got Nikolai Hoyard, top 30, at minus 120. He's got Chris Kirk, top 30, at minus 130. And he's got, he just says Taylor, probably Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor, top 40, at minus 165. I had to think about that with Nick Taylor, Taylor Moore. Too, too many Taylors in, in my mind. Taylor Swift right after Super Bowl here. Whew. All right, so those are Jack's nine bets. Uh, we have one that's the same, I realize. But outside of that, it's uh, it's all different. For my bets, I have six. Um, I have Max Homa, 18th or better at minus 120. I have Will Zalatoris, top 30 at minus 163. I have Matt Fitzpatrick over Tommy Fleetwood at plus 100. I have Scotty Scheffler over Rory McIlroy at minus 120. I have Colin Morikawa at 19th or better at minus 120. And I have Ludwig Auberg at minus or at, at top 20 at minus 120 as well. Um, just to give you guys some insight on that, as far as Matt Fitzpatrick over Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is ninth on tour in strokes gained 175 plus on approach with 32 attempts so far this season and a, and a wild minus 11 on those 32 attempts. Tommy Fleetwood is 185th on tour in the same category behind the likes of Michael Block, who is 183rd on that list. So, again, the the Matt, Fat, Matt Fitzpatrick positive number over Fleetwood, knowing that statistic alone is something I'm happy on. Neither guy is spectacular here, but it's a chance I'm willing to take, especially with the likes of Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, Scotty over Rory. Again, Rory has kind of gotten progressively worse at this event over the years. Um, he also missed the cut here two years ago as well. It's small, but when it comes to the top two players on tour, it's all I need when the other guy is basically guaranteed for a top five finish. I, it's it, it, it's it's really just that kind of a, a layup for me as far as it goes. Um, unfortunately, the one thing Jack does not have on here is a winner. I'm trying to think. Who, do, who, who would Jack pick as a winner, guys, based on that? Um, I'm a little sad. I don't have it. Let, let me give, give me five seconds here to think guys. I th I'm just going to give him Tiger Woods and Ludwig Auberg. Those are going to be his two winners. So he's getting Ludwig Auberg and Tiger Woods. I, I know he might not love the Tiger pick, but I'm going to tell him it's just for the culture. He's going to, he's going to have to realize that that's the way it is. Um, for my winners picks, I'm going Adam Scott and Will Zalatoris. 
Uh, Will Zalatoris is not exactly 100 to 1 odds, but I personally think he kind of fits with that long shot winner approach that's applied the last six weeks. He fits it well. I think it'd be fun. Uh, Tiger Woods does actually fit the 101, 100 to 1 odd approach. So we both kind of one guy that fits the mold well, and then one guy that's more of a favorite. Um, obviously, him having Ludwig, me having Adam Scott. As far as wildcard picks are going to go, um, Jack's wildcard pick is that the winning score is going to be between 14 under and 18 under at plus 180. Uh, my wildcard pick is that I have Matt Kuchar, who again could be top 10, could miss a cut. I have him top 20 at plus 320. All right. There's a lot of information. I just kind of threw it to you guys all at once. Um, again, I didn't plan on doing this solo. Um, but unfortunately, again, something came up with Jack. Hopefully, you can come back on next week here in Mexico. We can get this all situated. Hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, he comes back nine for nine on his bets, too, while we're at it, uh, just to make things a little easier. But, yeah, this is this is kind of the highlight of a really good week for me. Genesis always brings out really good golfers. Keep an eye out for the 10th hole. That's that drivable par four. That's going to be a really fun risk reward. I'm sure that's going to be on ESPN Plus as a featured hole. Um, the first hole, knowing that it's one of the easiest par fives on tour, is also going to be really fun and exciting to keep an eye out for. But uh, this is going to be a fun event, guys. The Genesis always kind of goes crazy. Um, after after this, we go to Mexico, and admittedly, the field next week. It, I, I've seen just a few of the names of the guys in and the guys that have already said no. It's It's not pretty. We don't have that many big names, so. Let's just uh, enjoy the fact that Genesis has a has a lot of them since it's a featured event. And uh, have a good week betting on golf here. I'm going to leave you guys to it. Let's go out there. And let's make some money this week. Doses.